My name is Jeffrey Davis, and I'm going to read a couple of poems from my first book, Revising the Storm, and then uh, poems from the manuscript that I'm working on here at the Vermont Studio Center. King County Metro. In Seattle, in 1982, my mother beholds this man boarding the bus, the one she's already turning into my father. His style, if you can call it that, disarming disregard, a loud Hawaiian print shirt and knee-high tube socks that reach up the deep tone of his legs toward the dizzying orange of running shorts. Outside, the gray city blocks lurch past wet windows as he starts his shy sway down the aisle. Months will pass before he shatters his ankle during a Navy drill, the service discharging him back into the everyday teeth of the world. Two of four kids will arrive before he meets the friend who teaches him the art of roofing and, soon after, the crack pipe. The attention it takes to manage either without destroying the hands. The air brakes gasp as he approaches my mother's row. Each failed rehab and jail sentence still decades off in the distance. So much waits in the fabulous folds of tomorrow. And my mother, who will take 20 years to burn out her love for him, hesitates a moment before making room beside her, the striking brown face poised above her head, smiling. My mother will blame all that happens, both good and bad, on this smile, which glows now, ready to consume half of everything it gives. Revising the Storm, 1991. One. This childhood memory sneaks up on me, little brother, like the storm that summer afternoon. I could be thinking of a color, a girl, and suddenly it will be there, large and gray and waiting for accuracy. Most details I get right, how days earlier the baler, perhaps in a rush, perhaps distracted by anticipations of evening flesh, left the bales of hay too close for the flatbed to pass between. And so the men told us to roll hay, to be muscled away from the storm, from the coming rain that threatened every mouth on the farm. My arms, eight years old, yours, seven, neither strong enough to stay ahead of the truck, but this is where my, I was going to say, memory fails me, but perhaps I mean something more immediate, more violent, like pride or shame that cuts through this remembering. Was it I who lost nerve and fled as the first raindrops fell and lightning down the large maple just beyond the pasture? Or did your eyes apologize as you turned weeping for the house? In our retelling, I always stay, though we've left out the part where I cry after you're gone, certain that catching me alone like that, brotherless and soaked with rain, 
felt like vengeance, easy, human. Two. We have grown so thin, brother. And today, that thinness makes these going clouds seem desperate in their going. I know to blame the wind and not the clouds, which might be a metaphor for our love, because I cannot help but feel a similar hurt wonderment, that they go so far, that they grow so thin. Three. What would it mean to revise this memory? Perhaps we could return to some first faith, some uninterrupted union. Let us turn memory's blade against ourselves, harness that constant crisis to improve the current state of things between us. Let me forever be the one who watches you weep from beneath the eaves of the farmhouse whose young guts split with the thundered air. I want to be forgiven now. I need you to know that I have already returned to your side, embarrassed and ready again to face down the storm. These next pieces are from the new book, uh, tentatively titled The Night Angler, and this is one of the title poems. Dear boy, Despite my return to running water and migratory moods, I have spent your life trying to dam the guilty heritage of habit from my voice, to bring you evidence that I am done revising the seasons of storm, the god cycles of hurt breath. There I go again. Dear boy, I played you the voicemails my father left, years ago, and understood then how my words will also travel, will mutate to find you, will draw whatever blood it takes to carry the word Father to your feet. Dear boy, I witnessed the moment your mother galvanized pain into the waterway you ran to get here. Forget that and forfeit the first promise pumped inside your heart. Cut that, and you might as well spill a sudden bucket of your own blood. Not a day has passed without the word woman holding you in its mouth, holy with movement. Dear boy, let the record show we invented one another, father, son, a lighted story set against the deep shadow of distances. When I am gone, hold and heat the vastness of this creation. Don't stop speaking to me. Dear boy, on the second message, my father is saying, I just had to listen to your voice. Haven't heard you in a while. And the tribe in his throat trembles. How many gardens have I abandoned to this grief? For the son so loved the worry, he gave his only begotten reality and called the father back. Dear boy, in the beginning, father was a darkness I wanted to call love. For years, I waded mouth deep into that doubt, 
for a version of my name I could, without despair, cast into your midnight mirror. Dear boy, give me your hand, because your presence has mended the grave current of time. In the beginning, I was talking to you. The Fidelity of Waiting Dear boy, it is true. You took two tries to get here. For your mother and I to calyx together a body bold enough to carry the grace of you. Amen. So forgive us if we still tend to the garden of that miscarried arrival. On occasion, water the overgrown grounds of expectation. How are we to know the pregnancy of your bluffed spring needed no name? How could we not rush to rinse the word loss from our parented mouths? Nothing blooms in the old field of maybe. No sound flowers above please. Nothing delivered survives the brief impressions planted by our knees. Amen. The Fidelity of Loneliness Dear sister, I want the boldest ballad for you, as vast and present as the sky, which is to say, I want joy to find you in all states, the wet mopiness of a Washington morning eager to open its gray smile upon you. I want the dark proud to hum another brown tiredness from your body, hymned by safety. In my dream of the song, there is always a bridge under which the word daddy passes far beneath us, knowing not to beg for anything else, doing no harm. Like me, you too seek the tune that will for once convince this dogged loneliness to drop our worried hearts from its mouth. We are ready and ripe with living. <laughs>